Hello, Thomas. Sweet uh, beanie. I'm Colt. Why don't you just put your hood on underneath your David Clark headsets on the way to <laughs> I've seen that happen. Listen, uh, it's not my fault that we're recording in a barn, okay? All right. You don't have any paper today. I got one story. That's it? Yeah, you got a couple, don't you? Yeah. Well, let's start with you. All right. We're going to pick on the cops. Woman killed hours after Rio Rancho police respond to her home. Okay. That's a good That's a good media headline right there, right? Yeah, that's the one you want. Yeah. Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Not Rancho. Rio Rancho. 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 <laughs> Rio Rancho, New Mexico. A law has been in place for police departments and law enforcement to remove firearms from anyone they think is an immediate threat to someone. Okay? That makes sense. However, Target 7 has learned one of New Mexico's largest counties, Sandoval County, has never used it. Some argue that 82-year-old Rio Rancho woman, <sighs> go ahead, <laughs> Junanine, Junanine. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Junan. Junan? Yeah, it's two, Junan, J-U-N-E-A-N-N-E. I don't know. I've never met a Junan. That's a weird name. All right. Sorry. Rest in peace. Junan Fennel would still be alive if it was used. The Rio Rancho Police Department and Fire Department arrived at the home in April to find Fennel in a hospital bed. First responders were there after caretaker Henry Cardana called for emergency services. So basically, this guy calls 911 for this person who he's taking care of, okay? 911 gets there, and this lady's basically saying, like, hey, this guy's going to kill me. Ooh. Okay. So the officer talks Shut to- Shut up, you old bag. Yeah, talks to the caretaker, and the cop says, about. quote, you're a firearms guy? This guy says, oh, yeah. The fire or the officer says, nice. This guy says, uh, they're loaded and ready to go. Then the cops are basically like, no, we're good. Like we don't need to see him. And this lady, while this conversation's happening is like, he's going to kill me. Like these guns are not fine. And then he says, I said, you're fine until I kill you. He says this in front of the police officers. <laughs> so the cops say, uh, all right, we're going to get out of here. Saw on body cam. Yes. Oh my God. So they leave. And then four hours later, the neighbor calls and said, oh, my God, he's killed her. So these guys, like, had this person dead to rights because there's loaded guns all over the house. This lady is telling well, I them. I guess they quick trial, right? They got him on camera. I mean, that's got to be, like, open and shut case, right? I would think. But, you know, I just got finished watching that whole Get Gotti on Netflix. Uh, Maybe this Get Gotti. John Gotti. Yeah. Mob boss. Get, yeah. You know, crime family, like, 80s, 90s. Yeah. He, like, you know, first the state took him to trial, then the organized crime task force took him to trial, and then finally the federal government, you know, FBI did. And he got off, like, three times in a row, paying jurors off, threatening <laughs> threatening some people that were, like, on these on this civil case. But, hey, when you're uh, – I mean, the only thing that got him was being on tape. So Well, I'd say that this pretty much takes care of yeah. that. But we have been to those med checks where someone has dementia and they're saying a bunch of wild stuff. Like the Mr. Mr. Lady that jumps <laughs> like, on I your hood. I, I think I just killed that Mr. Yeah. Mr. Lady. This <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. But that many people there. I mean, do you think that's such well, like... Well, loaded guns and she's saying, I mean... I mean, it is yeah. New Mexico, right? I feel like every individual in New Mexico... I'd like to has. see the body cam footage. It's yeah. got to be pretty damning. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, there are these laws in place that you are able... What do they call them? Red flag laws? 
that you were talking about? Not those. But like we have red flag laws in Colorado. It's basically like if if I think that you're mentally unstable, I can call the police and be like, hey, I think this person needs to have their guns taken away. And then that starts an investigation mm. into you. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I think we got too many people calling 911 on other people that they don't investigate themselves. Wouldn't there be Easy a benefit, do. though, to maybe preventing some of the shootings that we've had? Sure, but I think the last thing police want to do is go into somebody's house that some person called. You know, if they aren't out in public yeah, doing it, if you're in your own house and somebody's concerned for their that person's safety, I don't see PD really caring anymore. Like we're not going to go into your house if you're not, if you're – if you're not harming other people and it's not out in public, and the only report we have is somebody who said they, you know, delivered a box to your house and maybe they saw something, I don't think they're going to investigate it. I don't think they want to. So what should what should these officers have done? Man, yeah, I mean, what do you, the alternative is what they take every all the guns. Oh, we're going to take these, sir, every single one. Yeah, and what option? I mean, you got to get her out of there. I think that would be the. Yeah. Like if, if somebody's saying that, then you would transport her out of there and then determine, is she all there? Right. And why do you say that he's going to kill you? You know? I wonder if it was one of those situations where they go there all the time and the cops were like, And this guy's been taking care of her. Yeah. And finally this guy's like, I'm done with her. And yeah, I'm going to, I am going to kill her. And they're like, ha ha ha. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're not. I know you've been here long (laughs) enough. And I wasn't lying this time. Oh man. That's a brutal situation. All right. More cop stories. Okay. Uh, police officer, Dominic Gaynor, sentenced for pointing gun toward colleague over Top Gun Maverick spoilers. Ooh, I like this. I mean, I like the <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Let's, that, was, that was a really good sequel. Oh, it's fantastic. I've seen it probably three or four times, and that is a hard movie to, like, say you're going to make like a redo sequel. just well, because just it was so sequel. big. Yeah, like, how are you going to live up to the hype that the first one – and you know, they made it a little bit different, but a lot of the same stuff and some of the old themes. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, it was really All right. good. I'll tell you one guy who did not like it. All right. Sydney police officer who pointed Sydney his... Sydney what? Australia I or... I believe in Nebraska? Australia because they call them constables. Okay. So I'm assuming. Okay. There's a Sydney, Nebraska? Yeah, it's a, that used to be where Cabela's was, uh, like their flagship store. Oh, really? That's where, that's where it was founded or whatever. Gorgeous. When Cabela's... Got bought out by Bass Pro, so went the city of Sydney, Nebraska. Ooh. Yeah. Way to go, Bass Pro. Ass Pro. Ass. <laughs> nice, Tom. Yeah. Real nice. Right. Uh, Sydney police officer pointed his gun towards a colleague after warning him not to reveal spoilers about the new Top Gun movie. Constable Dominic Francis Gaynor was working behind the counter at Day Street Police Station. So here's how this basically went. He's working the desk, Okay. I'll show you a picture of this guy. He looks like he should be working at a desk. <laughs> it's going to tie well into my next story. Um, so he's working the, the desk at the police station, okay? This 26-year-old probie comes up to him and starts talking about the movie. He's saying, like, quote, don't spoil the movie, you see, and then there's three asterisks afterwards. I'm not entirely sure. Or word letter that starts with a C? I'm not entirely sure what that is. But you guys can... Just whatever you guys want. Google it. Yeah, you guys Google it. On a a a city, city. (laughs) non-city computer. No, on a city computer and see what happens. (laughs) Um, So then Gaynor takes out his Glock and points it at him and doesn't laugh for five seconds. Now, granted, his finger was not on the trigger, they say. So uh, 
they go back and forth. He puts his gun away, and then this 26-year-old probie complains that, that this guy pulled a gun on him. I think that's a fair complaint. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's unwarranted. <laughs> I, would, I would be bothered by that. That's what you do is then you send him inner office mail with like the plot conclusion. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, hey, dude. At, at, at 45 minutes. What kind of spoil? This is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. What kind of spoilers do you think there are going to be? There's no spoilers. No. You know what's going to happen. Some big mission, he's going to be part of it, and, and they're going to win. Yeah, and then they hug yep. and then very heterosexual. love story. At the at the yeah. End. Yeah, just like the last one. Well, who was that uh, lady in that one? The first one? No, she was in this one. I don't know. Uh, Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly. She did she, it for you? She looks great. Okay. That's all I got to say. She was in a movie when I was growing up where she gets locked inside a Target. Career Opportunities. Never heard of it. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Okay. But she uh, she was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, I mean, when I talk to people, if they're like the diehard Top Gun fan, like you know that somebody loves Top Gun, they've probably seen it a hundred times, like those are the people, you know? Yeah, can quote all the lines. And if they know where Penny Benjamin fit in the, like when she was mentioned and where she fit in the first one, do you remember? Yeah, it was the, he got in trouble for sleeping with the Admiral's daughter. The flyby. Yeah. On the, yeah I, flyby of Admiral's daughter and then Goose whispers, Penny Benjamin, yeah, you asshole, you don't even deserve to be here. Yeah. You remember that? I do. Did you find that clip? You want me to find it right now? Uh, no, I can find it. I'll just screen record it. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we should watch it right now, though. Okay. Ash, that looks like you've been Kevin. busted. You lost your qualifications <laughs> as section leader three times. Put in hack twice Here by me. Here we go. With a history of high speed passes over five air controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. Penny Benjamin. And you asshole, you're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Outstanding. Penny Benjamin. Uh, look up. The yeah. Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick, and Star Wars. It's a, it's a pretty interesting theory that basically they're the exact same movie. Top Gun Maverick is Star Wars: A New Hope. Yes. And Reddit, uh, Reddit's go, dangerous. Go to videos. Okay. Yes. Hit that one. Maverick being Star Wars for three. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the this is will be a basically a clip teams. of cutting You'll back in between. into your target. Uh, Top Gun and Star Wars, maneuver, and how they're pretty much the same thing. And skim the surface to this point. Your target is an impact point less than three meters wide. The target area is only two meters wide. <laughs> you weren't ready. <laughs> ready for what? Ready to forget the book. Trust your instincts. Don't think. Just do. Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel. Don't think. Use your instincts. <laughs> Dagger two. Up and ready. Red three, standing by. Assume attack formation. Lock air spoils in attack position. Two minutes and 30 seconds in three, two, one, mark. Rebel base, three minutes and closing. Jesus, Houston, not that fast. Going in, we're going in full throttle. That ought to keep those fighters off our back. Luke, at that speed, we'll be able to pull out in time. Almost there, Matt. Almost there. Almost there. Who's sure there's something wrong with his laser? Use the force, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be shitting me. 
14. The garbage will do! There's guys up there, Matt. Yep. There's more over there. Okay. Okay. Stay calm, stay calm. I am calm. I'm talking to myself. Throw the, uh, the UHF-2 circuit breaker. Try that. There's 300 breakers back here. Anything more specific? Use the toggle on the left to switch between missiles, cannons, and mag pulse. Use the sight on the right to aim. Triggers to fire. This is very complicated. Mav, tally two, five o'clock low. Three marks at 210. Just be cool. If they knew who we were, we'd be dead already. I don't know. <laughs> Why casual? Hang on. We gotta get low. The terrain will confuse his targeting system. Stay low. Hey, stay low. Stay low. What? Stay low. It confuses their tracking. Pretty much just Star Wars. Basically, there are no spoilers. This movie's been done. It's all pretty much the same yeah, thing. Don't need to pull you don't need to point a gun at somebody. Jeez. So he got 100 hours of community service and is currently on unpaid administrative leave. 100. So he's going to get his job back. After these 100 hours of community service. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Well, so back to the desk. Okay. Well, what we have here, Craig is a public health emergency. COVID. Is that is that still a thing? Oh, dude. We went to a uh went to a little event for my 4-year-old uh like a Lego thing. All right. The amount of masks that I saw today was unreal. Like oh, oh the other one, I was at uh Were you wearing a mask? I mean, obviously you got to be yeah, safe. You got to protect everybody else. Uh the face shields are back. I went yeah. to Costco, dude. I went to Costco <laughs> to uh, do meal prep for the week, and I saw two visors. They're back, man. The air just the air the air like stops the air just goes it here and here. It doesn't go up underneath. It doesn't go up underneath. It just it deflects everything. Everything. So yeah, it's back. Well, what's your public health emergency? No, uh, wouldn't it have been really funny just to see like some off-duty firefighter like. Every time he went in public, he was just on on, on air. SCBA. Oh, there's a hundred percent. I will find a picture of someone in a. I SCBA. got thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes outside, goes home, refills, comes back, going back out. Yeah, I didn't finish. Yep. No, no. So this public health emergency. I'm nervous. Um, we men are in trouble, Craig. Seriously, this only affects men. Well, I mean, anybody who has a a male part. Oh, you can't define that anymore these days. You're right. right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't define that yes. either. So these are confused about that. This is male genitalia. Let's all right. Let's cut through the shit. This is about men. Okay. okay. It's about men. Okay. You ready? Sure. Alarming statistic will ensure. Did you know that one and three men cannot even see their own penis? <laughs> Thomas. No, that's a fact. You can fact check it. We don't have a fact this checker a in here, deal. but you can fact check it. What do you mean, it. dude? I mean that they look down, their belly's so big they can't see their problem. dick. Correct. One in three. They just one. got short, short, ding, ding. Well, <laughs> the reason for that actually is the more body fat you have, the less visible penis you have. There's actually a condition called buried penis. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. Can you, you want to see it again? No, I want to read the comments. All right, let's. Oh, we're going into the comments. Okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, oh boy. Read penis, huh? Comments that could be dangerous. Okay, there. This that was a British health campaign conducted on one thousand English gentlemen. I'm not sure if it translates to the U.S. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just as fat or fatter than they are. Yeah, don't take our thing. <laughs> I'm not going to read nope, the next one. No, I was going to say. Moving on. I can I can see I just gotta wake him oh up a bit. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so but here's the series, right? Okay. That's it. I'm glad this is what what this guy says. I'm glad I don't have that problem. America in general is a huge obesity epidemic, but everyone wants to make it okay and normal. So sad. Especially to see children following in the footsteps of parents who have no drive motivation. Now that's the serious part of this story. I like to bring up stories and bring some humor to them, but I mean, it's a problem, man. Like you go to Okay, so you go to this uh, thing for your four-year-old, right? Yep. What does it look like there? It looks like... Can these dads even play with their kids when they're like 10 years old and chase them around? All right. So um, I don't want to say that I have a problem necessarily with crowds. I don't love them. They don't make me feel, you know, super comfortable. So I spend a lot of my time at places like that obviously looking for exits, but I'm also looking for, and I've talked to my wife about this. Like when you are scanning a room, you want to look for not only like sure possible threats, but you also want to look for the people that could possibly help you. And how do you define those two things? Because for the majority of those people that were there, they're having a good time. But if something were to go down, they would be the ones running and screaming. Okay. They're probably going to block your exit. Yeah. Well, we don't use the, you don't use the exits that everyone else is going to. True. Yeah. That's. But I mean, that's door number one. Sometimes there's one way in, one way out. Unfortunately. Right. So it's like, how do you look for the people that could possibly help you? And it is people who are in shape, and because that can teach you a lot about someone. Right. Clearly, they're disciplined. Right. Discipli- disciplined humans. Yes. Okay. They probably can carry themselves. The other one, I told her, like, anyone who's dressed like a cowboy, they're the helpers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There is some truth to that. Hard work. They obviously um, are self-sufficient, and they probably have a gun. That Western, like, ranch lifestyle. Yeah, 100%, right? Country, country life. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Rough hands. But the majority of the people that were there, it was a clear sign that you are going to raise kids to grow up to look like you. So you are an obese Husband and wife, you're probably having some obese kids. Yeah, I mean, the diet is translated to the kids. Yeah, it's not genetic, right? It is... No, because it's... No, it's not. No, it's not. Right? But that would be like, oh, you know, we're a big family. Big bone. Yeah, we're big boned, and that just isn't the case. You You are saddling your kids with the same issues that you have because of your lack of discipline. And so there's only this like slight chance that they'll break that cycle. Something might happen. Oh, I hope. You hope. Yeah. Those are, I tell you what though, the ones that break that cycle are usually like the crazy disciplined ones, right? Something happens, some event happens, and then they just they lock it down and they lock it down forever. Well, I think people. they see what the result is yeah. of being. You a You never want to go back, right? So yeah. like if you, you know, I I grew up in my house. Uh, we had a lot of debt growing up, you know, and it put a lot of stress on the family. And so 
that's always been a thing of mine. Like I will never I'll do everything I can to, I don't want to ever live like that. Yeah. You know? And so you make financial decisions so that never happens. And it's like they're lifelong decisions. It's like how you operate, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, I feel that way about health. Like I've been fat. I ain't going back. Right. Like I'm, I will never do that again. You it, had the BPS buried. I, I can't, I can neither confirm or deny whether I was <laughs> a part of that. Hey, you got two kids now. It works. All right. It's <laughs> all that matters. Uh, but yeah, it's just when you, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's the thing is like you, it's the people who notice the issues, they make the change. The other people I think is more often the case, which is like, oh, you know, like we're just a big family or, you know, um, it's just, it's hard to it's make hereditary the first step's hard. I don't think so. You think, I don't think the first step's I think step's the hard. first step. It, I think that's overcoming the, you know, like all this weight I got to lose or whatever instead of no. once. Okay. The first step isn't hard. All right. The first step's easy. It's the same reason why okay. come the new year, the gyms are full. Three months later, they're empty again. It's the hundredth, the hundred and tenth step. That's the hard one. When does it get easier though? Because it does get easier at some point. Like it's just what you do. Yeah. Right. So when does that happen? Um, is that a, is that like a, it's a, a five year thing? Well, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. So I would say that when I'll just say this for me, I'll just speak for myself. When you push through those days, when you don't want to do it, once you start to do that for a little while, then it's just, discipline and it's normal then it's just normal all right so so then maybe a year i think less than that i don't i think less than that doesn't so what Uh, i don't you know like it's just it's not long enough i think after you all right let's take something recent for me the cold plunge okay right i started doing it and i was only doing it in the afternoons and i this dude at work we basically started doing it at the same time and he's like you got to do it before you get here and I'm morning. like, yeah, and I'm like, uh, I get here at five. He's like, yeah. It's exactly what he said. And he goes, we'll do it. I'm like, okay. So I tried. So I got up at 420. Uh, I jump in the cold plunge, and then I go to work. And Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the heat. Great. You're, you're, uh, you're dumb and dumber on the bike <laughs> going to Aspen with the snot coming down your face, frozen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. It was our first like 20-ish degree morning when it was really oh, cold. cold snap we had, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Okay. So I go in, I do it, I come out, I feel awesome. And now when it's anything warmer than that, I'm like, I don't have an excuse. I did it. I did that really hard thing. So I think it's almost like finding those personal miles. the water at? Because you just keep it outside, right? Yeah, I just keep it outside. I do enjoy the like the three-minute at like, I actually think I enjoy it, like 40 to 50, 45. Yeah, I'm good with that. One time we had it down to like 32, 33, and, and I don't enjoy it when I'm, I'm, I have the uncontrollable chattering. Like I'm like, Ugh. I don't. Uh, it's like, God, this is not fun. According to, like, no, it's been a, it's not, according to like Huberman, if you do 11 minutes a week under 50 degrees, that gives you the benefits. Yeah. But if you start to get comfortable where you don't have that, I cannot wait to get out of here feeling, that's when you need to start decreasing the temperature. 
because it's that stress response that release those Staying cold shock in. proteins. Okay. Same thing with the sauna, right? If you are no longer uncomfortable, you're not releasing those heat shock proteins. So like you need to be uncomfortable either way. So whatever that, whatever temperature that is. For so you. do you, let's just say, do you get really uncomfortable in the sauna? I never really get, like, I never hate it. Well, I, I do and I can control the temperature. Like when you go to like a gym mm-hmm. and they keep it at like 180, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't really, there, if I'm in there for 45 minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get out. Like this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can get it, you know, 190 plus it's pretty uncomfortable for a short amount of time uh but anyways i think it's when you can start to like create some milestones of man that was really hard and then when you wake up one morning and you just feel kind of like when we wake up every single morning sore it just becomes the norm yeah because you've pushed through those like you've had those breakthroughs of like yeah i know i feel like crap i'm still gonna do it anyways that's i don't know how many days that's gonna be but I think that's the thing. It's like, oh, I have no excuse because I've done harder things than this. Yeah. I mean, one in, one in three men and the, the actual post and what he says are funny, but one in three men, like you have, you're fat. Yeah. You, I mean, walking up a few flights of stairs is hard. And, and you know, that's not, that's not a good example, but it's also not well, a good place for society to be. But I tell you what, if you are if you are ready to make that change, it doesn't take that long to see results. Guy on our crew is doing the 75 hard. Yeah. Right. So 75 days. Got to drink gallon water, two, work out twice, but one has to be outside. Two four, 45 minute workouts. Um, you got to read said, like 10 pages a day or something like that. And then stick to a diet. Right. 20 pounds down there. He was, I mean, when at least that was like a week ago, he was already 20 pounds down. I mean, and just, it's easy. He's like, yeah, he's drinking a lot of beer, but I mean, and he was in shape. Oh yeah. He's you a know, monster. He's, he, he right with, right with everybody yeah. at the station. And it's like, that just shows you how much extra you're carrying. You know, um, we have a guy, um, one of the recruits, he lost 70 pounds in 18 weeks. Damn. He had to go back and get resized for bunker gear. Because when he got sized at the beginning of Academy, he didn't fit in him. He didn't get hurt. No, he's... I mean, we've had, we've had guys like that in our previous Academy. They came in overweight, and they battled some injuries quite, quite regularly. I mean, I think one maybe made it through. But, but here's the thing. I can remember a few guys that did that, and they gained it back. Well, it's... And that's just sad. You're, you're put in an extreme situation, but you didn't change your lifestyle. Yeah, you, you didn't you weren't kind of a willing participant. You just did it because you had to. Right. You know? And so maybe that's the key is like, if you make the decision, like I'm changing my life, that will probably be a better predictor of you keeping the weight off or staying disciplined than if somebody's forcing you to do it or. It all goes back to your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you getting in shape? And if it's because you want to, you know, like those videos you see of like 70, 80 year old grandparents playing on the ground with their kids. Like that is a good why. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna. You're not going to let yourself stay in bed when that's the massive size of your goal. Yeah. But if it's you know I just want to lose a couple pounds before this vacation, I just think that does not last. No, you either want to get in shape or you don't. Yeah. You know, for your life or I mean, for it's a couple of days. Why even do it? I agree. All right. 
at a time. That's it.